Um, so what I did though, is I, at that point, I did a self-assessment. I think this is important. If you've, you know, if you're doing something and you, you know, maybe it's not failure so much in what you're doing, but maybe, maybe the industry's changed, the market's changed, right. something outside of your control, right? Um, sometimes you got to hit pause and, and take some time to, um, to think about your life. You yeah. know, what do you want, you know, assess what happened, what you did what you enjoyed about it, and can you turn something into something else? You know, can you do something else um, with all that experience? You're listening to Entrepreneur Journeys, where I share insights and strategies based on owning and managing businesses while traveling and living on three continents. I also interview business owners about their journey, what they learned along the way, and how that can help you with your business growth. For more resources to accelerate your entrepreneur journey, head over to Gapologist.com, where I share resources, events, community, and more. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. With us today is Matt Levenhagen, and he is a return guest because we had so much fun and so much information, and it was just a great podcast a few months ago. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you for having me back. It's okay. good to be here. Yeah, you know, I've been waiting for the the correct amount of time to to traverse before you could come on the show again as a guest. Oh, you got a time frame? Can't can't Yeah, be. you know, it wouldn't be right if you every week. <laughs> it wouldn't be right if you came on the next week, you know, it's this is yeah, unless we were co-hosts and that that would work, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someday. Who knows? Yeah, but you know, I've seen a whole lot of things going on with social media and i'm always seeing your posts and always just great information that you're putting out there and we'll get to that but we want to know where do you hail from today i am hailing from uh west dallas actually wisconsin uh by milwaukee little suburb of milwaukee okay and yeah yeah great and um sunny day it's a sunny day yeah. Great. Beautiful yeah. air. I, I imagine there's a lot of sunny days there. Uh, not in the wintertime. <laughs> so we have well, a lot of cloud cover in the wintertime. So now the spring's here. It's starting to, we're actually starting to see sun more. So that's good. Okay. Great. And, you know, we got into your story a little bit last time and, and we want to talk about your story and, and how that progressed and how that evolved and how you evolved and how your business evolved at the same time. But here, I do want to ask you this, Matt. When you were younger, say elementary school, middle school, high school, that kind of age range, was there any indication that you would own your own business? There uh, was an indication I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to throw you a curve. <laughs> I, had, I don't think I was, you know, I certainly when I was a teenager, I, I was uh, I was getting jobs and stuff or I got jobs. I worked at McDonald's in high school, you know, and um, okay. I think what they tried to get me to drive a tractor and I, at a farm once and I, I wasn't very good at it. Um, but I, I remember paper, we had paper routes, like that's like the first probably thing I needed to do responsibly, but I was not very good at doing it res responsibly. Um, I would actually um, help other people with their routes 
And so you I, were you you were like um you you were like the first gig economy employee there at, or or business owner. Yeah, well, I was I was uh, yeah, I, and I didn't even have my own route. I, I would fill in for other people. What would you call those subs? Or I don't know what it was called, but somebody couldn't do their route. They would call in me, and uh, and I would I. I really messed somebody's route up once. Oh man! Well, that's how I had a paper route too. A friend of my, a friend and I, would deliver 150 papers every morning before school. So we'd wake up at 4:30, deliver those mm. papers. It took us three hours, and I couldn't imagine taking somebody else's route because you get used to it. You know which house gets the paper, who doesn't get the paper. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I, uh, I. The last time I did it <laughs> was, was uh, I, I don't even know how old I was uh, doing this thing. And I just, I remember, I forgot. I forgot I had to do it. And so then I was doing it last minute. And then I just completely uh, just was throwing papers everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I got half the houses. Correct. <laughs> and they never, that was the end of that. That was not going to be my career going forward. So, so that indication, I wasn't really cool that responsible as a child <laughs> and uh, very easily distracted, I guess. And uh, yeah, I just, there was nothing. So in my family, uh, my parents both worked, my dad worked at uh, John Deere, if you ever heard of okay. John Deere uh, for over 30 years. Uh, so he was kind of lifelong there, but he did have a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit that I picked up on, I think. Um, he, uh, before he retired, he started a little, uh, computer repair business. And, uh, and so, and he had gone back to school and he was taking business and he was, um, I think he always kind of had that dream to, uh, run a business too. And he did that for, he retired from John Deere in his fifties, somewhere in there. And then for like the next 20 years, um, he ran his own little business, small business, uh, in, uh, middle of Wisconsin, Beaverdam, Wisconsin. And, um, and I, so I think there, that was there. I think I saw my father doing those type of things or, you know, talking about that stuff. Um, but I really, you know, in high school, <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was, I wanted to be an architect for a while. I wanted to be this, that, and the other thing, um, went to college, not knowing what I wanted to do. And then I decided that, uh, I landed on wanting to be an artist, an artist, a paint. Okay, a like a, a visual yeah. artist? Uh, like a fine artist, okay. like actually on canvas, stretching my own canvas, um, painting, more kind of abstract. I call myself expressionist, but uh, expressionism. But um, so I did that actually for like five, six years when I was just out of high school or probably 19 to about mid 20s. And uh, I bartended to pay the bills. Okay. I was a struggling <laughs> artist. <laughs> and Classic. Yeah, classic struggling artist, and I did that for a number of those those years, and that is where I started to learn business because I had to. Uh, I that's where I started picking up my first business books. I actually went when I went to college. I took an intro to business, hmm. uh, like a in economics and. I didn't stay long. It was like one semester. But I went back to school for a little while later. That's another part of the story. But, um, but I, I started because I needed to sell art, and um, so I did shows. I, I did my own shows. I organized my own shows uh, locally, and I had other artists join me in my shows. So 
Um, and I did some commission work. And so that's where I started to really get the taste for entrepreneurship. I think it's kind of a weird thing. I was, I was creative, but there was always this other business side of me that hmm. kind of came along for the ride. So. so I see a little bit of, I know what you do today and the organizing of an event, let's say. I can definitely see how some of that experience, good or bad, you know, helped you to to what you're doing today. There's the seeds of organizing people and events and projects. Right. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. <laughs> I it was it was interesting because it was um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I learned that stuff on the fly, but uh, you know creating the flyers, getting the word out. And, um, and I did it like I was working in the bar, like there was in the bar. It was like a, it was a, in a bar. It, it was <laughs> actually easy. at a Le Legion club. And then the, on the top level, there was like a, a big hall. And so I just took over that hall and then I invited all the local people, all my family. I had family would come and I did it a couple of times. And yeah. And there were some local artists I invited and, and just, yeah, organizing planning it you know, um, setting everything up. And um, so, yeah, it was, and I sold some art. I didn't sold some art. <laughs> and well, it sounds like that's a great kind of training ground for organizing things and running a, a group of people and, you know, having employees and delegating and coordinating, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happened then after you, you decided that, you know, you moved on from doing that. Yeah, I, well, I always blame it on a girlfriend at the time. Uh, but in my mid-20s. I'm, I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's serious. I'm, there was a pivotal moment. I had this girl, she broke up with me because her father, and you got to, so you got to picture me at this time, right? I have long hair. Like I'm a true artist. I have all one length hair, you know, ponytail. And, um, but he, uh, you know, he owned a local business and he was like this big shot or whatever. And, and he didn't want his daughter to, to be with me anymore. We stayed for like a year, year and a half. And, uh, and at that moment, I'd already been a struggling artist for a number of years and, and I was just doing bartending and I didn't feel like I was getting a lot of traction. And I think something broke me at that point and into a different direction. I decided to go back to school for business and I took lots of business courses uh, at MATC here, uh, like a local tech uh, college. Mm -hmm. And um, so I did that for like a year and a half. And then I was just transferring to UWM, UW-Madison or Milwaukee and um, started to go there. And then I, I got into the insurance business. Somebody uh, I knew at the bar had an insurance agency he said, why don't you come work for me? And uh, six months later, we were all state. Six months later, we decided to actually start our own independent agency and uh, did that for a few years. And so actually that was my next kind of business venture with, with a partner. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so, you know, I find it um, very instructional that you went back to school to learn. You realized you wanted to learn more about business. You needed to learn more about business. And you went back to mm -hmm. school to do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So important. So important to get a foundation. Yeah, I really felt because I, I think I knew that I wanted to do something still. I think I had the two things. I had the art and I had business, and I, which is a weird combination. But art kind of 
I needed a break from art or, you know, it was failing me. I wasn't achieving my vision. So what else am I going to do? Learn, learn about business and uh, see if we can get better, better at that and do something with that. And, uh, and that informed a lot of things going forward. I did that for, like I said, I, when I got into the insurance, um, that became my full-time gig and I, I was excited. I was making money and, and, and there was a lot of potential and I, I dropped out of school again, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I had, a, I had a really good foundation though. I had taken a lot of classes and learned a lot and, um, and then that just, yeah, that just kind of swept me forward through that. And then some more business stuff after that, after I left that agency, um, I, actually had a contracting business for a couple of years, uh, did a match painting and repair, mm -hmm. NPR remodeling, um, did, and then I discovered the internet in the early 2000s. And that's a whole other story. And that's a whole nother story because that is where you work today. Is that correct? I'm still in the internet business. Still in the internet business. Doing some different things. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I, I uh, because I was also with the business and the art, I also always loved computers. I always loved um, tinkering with electronics and stuff mm -hmm. as a, you know, there's, there's that in the story as well. And, um, and I, I actually, how I discovered the internet and particularly the making money on the internet thing was um, I had, so I'd done the contracting thing and then I still had, was doing insurance. And then I started Levenhagen Insurance Agency. And uh, so I had a little agency. I was, I was starting to build that and grow that. Um, now this, I was independent. I didn't have the partner anymore. Um, and I needed in like, this is like 2002, three, I needed a website. Mm -hmm. So, because, and the only reason I wanted that website was because I had a business card. And somewhere along the line, I, I realized it might look good for me to have a URL on my business card. So, right. So it, in those early years, people weren't going to the Internet for information. Most people weren't doing that. But there was a positioning thing about having a URL and having your own website. Yeah, I think I just, I, whether it was giving me a little more, more authority, look, mm -hmm. look more established, you know, I was always thinking, I, I, to this day, I think about that, you know, what, what, a, you know, uh, what first impression can I, you know, am I giving or what am I giving as a brand is, is an impression on people and, and just have, be able to, you know, back then it was a lot of giving out cards and, and um, I just, yeah, I felt like that would, that was just a, some a little different, a little more I could do than maybe the average person didn't have or whatever, even established agencies at that time. So, yeah. And then what happened was, so I was a go-getter. I always wanted to try to, you know, I was building, I was selling auto home commercial business and a little bit of life health, but I also, I kept wanting, I always like cross-selling and I already got the business. Let's see if we can sell them something else. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to sell them a dental plan. A dental plan. Well, okay. A dental plan. And uh, there was a site called dentalplans.com. And I went there and uh, uh, actually I taught, I, so I was so used to up until that point talking to reps, representatives like from insurance companies and stuff. And there was paperwork and all this stuff. This guy just said I needed to just, here, here's an, what we call an affiliate link. You just put that on your website. Yeah. <laughs> and if you get a sale, you get credit for it. I'm like, not having any idea how, you know, the internet worked. <laughs> I didn't like that, that. That seems weird and too easy, but okay. 
And uh, a few months later, I got my first like $40 commission for selling a dental plan. And the rest is history. And that that's <laughs> like, when the light me. bulb went off, right? <laughs> I'm like, what is this affiliate marketing thing? <laughs> I, and I did it sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I've been chasing that ever since. So did you uh, then get into affiliate marketing for other companies and services? I actually, so I... <laughs> the way I kind of approached it, I wanted to try everything then. Like, wh where does it end? You know, what other things can you make money at? It's so I was exploring affiliate marketing, but I was also getting into like resale rights and uh, so resale products and uh, maybe trying to, you know, info products and started to like test a lot of different waters. Mm -hmm. I was hanging out in a lot of internet marketing forums. There was a forum called the Warrior Forum. Uh, some people might know um, <laughs> out there. And they're still around. They're owned by different people, but I, I don't hang out there anymore. But um, but I was really in all kinds of forms. And so I tried a lot of different things. But what I did settle in, I, I found a good system to make money with pay-per-click and affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and it was in the early times, it was more like direct traffic to affiliate offers. And then um, and I started making money doing that. And, and then I talking about it in some of these, some of the private forums and stuff, uh, somebody convinced me to write a report about my methods and what I was doing. Um, I had learned the methods from other gurus back then, but uh, I kind of created my own spin around that. And, and uh, it was more about, from my perspective, it was more about testing markets. And huh. um, But it, so I created this little 30 page ebook report and, uh, and I, I put it out there in that private forum. I was one of the private forums I was in that was dedicated to AdWords and pay-per-click and, uh, and the Warrior Forum. And I ended up spending, selling like 300 copies of the first week. And now I was in the world of products and selling digital <laughs> products. Creating digital products. Yeah. And so uh, we, and I actually did bring in, we, I had a partner at the time and we decided we're going to back end a membership and that's when I got into memberships and, and then, you know, and, and but through all that, so I did that for a number of years, actually that product uh, turned into a larger ebook and expanded. And we had a couple memberships, all this stuff. This is all through the two thousands. And, um, and, and through all that though, I started building websites, right? I was doing niche marketing. I was building my own sites, I was writing my own copy and and doing a lot of promotions and doing all and learning about internet marketing and how to market, drive traffic, SEO, all of that stuff. And but for myself in those for, years. Right. For your affiliate marketing business. For my affiliate marketing business, for selling my own digital products. Okay. Um, you know, I had a sales page up for um the, the product name was Campaign Blasts, and uh, I was blasting lots of campaigns. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, so I was the campaign blaster uh, and I built a community around that. We had blast challenges. We had a lot of people. I had like a forum full of hundreds of people doing, you know, I was teaching these methods and sold thousands of, of this ebook over time. And uh, yeah, and I, and that's, so that's what I did in those years. Um, but the, what happened was 
a lot changed in those years too. Uh, what sure. we could do in the wild, wild west days in the early 2000s, you could not do uh, towards 2010, 11, 12. Yeah. It started to get really tough between the merchants tighten their requirements and what yeah. you could do and couldn't do. And and Google um, over those years introducing landing pages requirements and you know quality scores and a lot of the stuff that we were doing that to quickly test markets wasn't working as well. And I started to have to you know, teach people more about how to reopen their uh, AdWords accounts when they got banned or <laughs> okay, <laughs> all that stuff closed down. So, okay, this is how you, this is how you open another account under a different name. Um, that's what I knew it was kind of over. <laughs> right. Would you like to get in front of more of your ideal clients and at the same time, build your brand and create evergreen content? Well, you can do that with podcast guesting. This very moment, you're listening to a podcast that may have been published today or three weeks ago or three years ago. In a very real sense, you're engaging with the speakers, hopefully enjoying yourself and learning something new at the same time. And you're getting to know the guests and how they help their clients, their customers, and the problems that they solve. You may even be their ideal client and want to learn more about them and download one of their free resources you can find in the show notes or maybe even become a client of theirs. See, when you're a guest on a podcast, you will enjoy that same kind of engagement. It is perhaps the easiest, most cost-effective way to get in front of new audiences. Learn how you can be a guest on the right podcast and engage with your ideal clients with the free resources available at gapologist.com. I was just thinking, you know, affiliate marketing is still something that people get involved with today. And yeah. I don't know how big it is out there, but I, I I see it, you know, every once in a while, I see affiliate marketing. It's big. Uh, I know people that do it, um, you know, as a model and uh, in, in different ways. Um, I still know a lot of those people that I, hung out with back in those years that are, are still dabbling in that stuff or doing really well at it. Um, there's different ways to approach it. There's some of us, uh, there's list building components to it. Um, and, uh, you know, so there, there's different models. Um, some sure. of it, you know, like bloggers can make money with affiliate marketing. Sure. I still bake it into some things. You'll see, like, if you go to my blog, I have some banners on there, but I don't really, I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about it because I'm running my, agency and um but but it, it's still it's still something definitely that i think a lot about and and for a long-term uh uh plan or strategy i definitely want it to be part of uh what i'm doing always because it's just easy to do um since you're doing stuff anyway I'm, I'm doing more list building we can get into that but um i'm, I'm actually focusing more on list building this year and starting to uh focus on that yeah um, okay so but anyway so yeah interesting yeah so what are you doing today so what happened was so let me, let me let's just cap let's, off what happened there perfect so in 2011-12 I, I i was doing i was trying all kinds of things i was trying to pivot because i was having issues like my model wasn't working um, my membership was faltering <laughs> because i couldn't teach the methods i used to and all that um as well I tried pivoting. I tried different things. I tried to uh, survive, and eventually, I just kind of got burned out, and uh, I needed to change. Yeah. And so, so, sounds like the world had changed. Your world of affiliate marketing, and with all the regulations and Google changing, and all of that, 
And so you had to pivot. I, I had no choice. And I mean, I could have kept trying to keep it going. And I, I, but I tried that for a couple of years. You know, at some point you got to say, OK, it's over. Um, it was a good run. Well, it's over. It was a good run. Let's cash out. Let's, <laughs> let's move in a different direction. Sure. So. Um, so what I did, though, is I at that point, I did a self-assessment. I think this is important. If you've you know, if you're doing something, you you know, maybe it's not failure so much in what you're doing, but maybe, maybe the industry's changed, the market's changed, right. something outside of your control, right? Um, sometimes you got to hit pause and, and take some time to um, to think about your life. You yeah. know, what do you want? You know, assess what happened, what you did, what you enjoyed about it, and can you turn something into something else? You know, can you do something else um, with all that experience? And for me, I thought a lot about all the things I did in that time frame. And one of the things I loved doing was building sites. And so to sometimes I, I like tinkering with sites more than the marketing of the sites. I would <laughs> have, you know, I, I was doing, you know, building sites with WordPress and all these different platforms. And um, so that's, I'm like, you know what? Uh, so I've been doing this for myself all these years. What if I did started doing it for other people? Hmm. That was the pivot. That was the and, pivot. You know, yeah. I, I think it's it's really significant what you said to take a step back, take a pause and evaluate where you've been, where you've enjoyed it, where you've had success and how the world has changed, you know, and where you are today and and where you want to go towards the future. And it's kind of like working on your business instead of in your business, but you're working on yourself mm. and mm -hmm. taking that time to really evaluate what's going on. I have morning questions. I, we may have spoken about this before, but there are three questions I ask myself in the morning. It's what is happening? Why is it happening? What does it mean? What am I going to do about it? So that's four questions. Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's four. You know, and it's so important to take the step back and think about that. You know, because things are going to change. And you kept trying to do the same thing. I've fallen into that trap also, trying to trying to keep things alive. You know, the market, the whole the whole industry is going down. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to stick to it. I'm not a give up or kind of guy. Right. I'm a stick yeah. to it kind of guy. But at a certain point, it's time to say, yeah, yeah, it was a good run. It's over. What am I going to do now? It's it's kind of scary in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, and I, uh, and, and so I, and it didn't, wasn't clean. It was, it was, it took me a year or two years to really, you know, get myself back together. Cause I think I was, I probably wouldn't admit it at the time or even think about it at the time, but I think I was, I was sort of bummed out about it, you know, like that was, I really loved what I was doing. And in hindsight, I think about, you know, what could I have done different? Maybe I should have become a, uh, a consultant or a coach or helped other people with their AdWords campaigns and got into that world. Uh, but I did decide to do something completely different. And it took a couple of years though. I was kind of half doing it, you know, I, I you know, half, half feeling it. And, um, uh, I was doing freelancing. I, I actually at the time was Elance. I, I think they got absorbed into Upwork. And, um, so I was starting to get work that way, word of mouth. And, hmm. and then I, uh, 
the really the big turning point was a friend of mine that I'd known from my internet marketing days. I spoke at a couple of his seminars he ran and um, I was talking to him one day. We'd touch base once in a while, you know, just jump on a call. Hey, what's up? What's new? And uh, we got on a call. He's like, so what are you doing now? I said, well, I'm doing web development, design, um, and I'm specializing in WordPress because that that's my thing because I'd been using WordPress since the early days. And um, he's like, you know, my partner, my, you know, his partner was had this idea about building WordPress themes. Huh. And not to make this too long of a story, but we started having some meetings and um, and we started formulating some ideas about building themes to sell, you know, and not you know, not as a cert, not as a service, but as a product. And um, so I started, uh, I built that framework, built the boilerplate um, kind of from scratch, from the ground up um, and uh, built the processes around that. And uh, we started selling themes and we'd sell, they had a decent sized list, um, but we would sell thousands in a crack. And, uh, and then we decided to, uh, then they ended up hiring me. And so I actually worked for them for three, four years. Uh, so like a year on contract and then three years as an employee. And all I did was build WordPress themes and we built a marketplace in that time frame. And I, and in those years, I really focused on learning my craft, hmm. getting really good at um, uh, WordPress, even deeper, you know, learning how to program more and all that stuff. And these guys were super smart and learned a lot from them because they would have been in the software industry for decades and, um, and so outside of that, once they, they eventually got out of the WordPress business. So I, I eventually left, but in that time frame, I'd also built a team. So I'd learned how to, it was a U.S. based team. And, um, I had like five, six people helping me with building out these themes and designing, building them. And I learned a ton in that time frame. And when I came out, we get to what I'm doing now, um, when I came out of that, I'm like, what am I doing now? Am I going to go back to freelancing, work for somebody else again? Because that was nice. It was nice getting a salary for a while. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but I decided, you know what? Let's try to build an agency. So I, I got a domain. I got, uh, I built a little website uh, for web and named it Unified Web Design. Designed and created a little logo. And five years later, I'm still here. Okay. And you started building websites for clients? Yeah. Well, yes and no. Uh, so right when I left uh, that company, we can call, say who it is, Rapid Crush. When I left Rapid Crush, um, I so I had hired people while I was at, at Rapid Crush. Hmm. I had to fire them. So I hired them and then I had to fire them. Yeah. Um, not my fault. Right. But we all stayed good friends. So right out of that, one of them had gone back to freelancing. So he'd been doing that again for like half a year. And he's like, you know, I got this business I'm helping, you know, we I could use your help with them. And odd thing there is I actually helped him get that because I was, he, he, okay. I, <laughs> when he got the business, when he got the, when he, uh, 
was going to get that job. I actually talked to the lady there, like use me as a reference. Uh, so I ended up starting working, doing work for them. So I was out of the gates. It was like, it was basically maintaining that website and helping them uh, with features and fixing things and whatever. So I got, that's where I kind of dove in, dove into the freelance and then the agency. But in my head, I wanted to build sites and build them, design and develop full sites so I was going in that direction, and then um, I did the Upwork thing, started getting a few things there. But yeah, eventually, by that summer, I had some larger projects, uh, full projects, uh, started working on for clients. And hmm. uh, so it was kind of not neatly just into just starting to build sites. I just took whatever I could, especially the first six months. Yeah, I think that a and, lot of yeah. a lot of people begin their business, especially a service business that has a low barrier to entry. Now you had all the knowledge, right? But anyone can put a plaque on their door and say, I build websites, right? And you take whatever you can at that point. You take whatever, whatever comes your yeah. way. Later, you think maybe I shouldn't have taken that on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You uh, you learn what you wanted, what you want and what you don't want. But right. yeah, in the beginning, it's that first year was just getting established. It was getting sure. something going. And so I was open to taking what I could. I mean, I certainly had a target, like the type of projects I wanted, kind of sort of a vague, under, you know, knowing that you know, hey, it's going to probably be WordPress. It's probably going to be, um, you know, but but in terms of having a vertical or having a niche, particular niche or some kind of strategy around that, I didn't really have that in the beginning. It was just like, let's see where this, you know, see where it, it out first. Yeah, yeah, that's that's perfect, man. When when I started my language school, I'd take on any client. Any time of day I could fit them in, I'd take them on. And, you know, and it was only after my schedule got full and I couldn't do it anymore. And I hired some people to help out. And I started being a little more um, a little more particular about cl taking on clients and what time we would take them on and, and how we would fit that into the whole scheduling scheme. But yeah. in the beginning, it was like, we need money in the door. We'll take any. Oh, your yeah. son is two years old. Yeah, we'll teach him English, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then once you, you know, and plus you need a little time. Well, the way I approached it anyway, because I was kind of like, just go right into this business, you know, and and, and it's a kind of a unique business because, yeah, I could work on my own. So I was profitable from day one, right? Because I wasn't paying anybody. I didn't have any overhead. Right. Um, except a few tools that I had. But uh but, you know, it took a little while to kind of, you know, take on all these different types of projects and start listening and, and seeing what people needed, what, what their pain points were. And, and then I started working with other agencies, doing work for them and hearing what their pain points were and what I could solve for them. And that was a couple of weeks in or a couple of, a couple of years in is when I started to realize that that was the first thing I focused on. I focused on that was going to be my kind of my vertical was digital marketing agencies. Like we were going to re remain, even though I have that internet marketing background and all this stuff, I was going to be a web design development agency and interface and help uh, extend other teams uh, in other agencies. And it was a great fit for me because I do have that broader knowledge so i'm able to speak their speak and mm -hmm. and uh talk understand their you know when i'm linking up with a marketing team i understand what they need and and uh and so it was a really great fit so i i for uh, at least a year um 
that was a huge focus in building that part of my business. Um, and so we got a lot of, you know, a bunch of great uh, agency partnerships, even a local one here in Milwaukee area, a large agency that we help out. And so that's created a great foundation. And then we learn other things like I sold a couple maintenance, large maintenance contracts. In the beginning, I thought, oh, it'd be great to do maintenance for websites. And, you know, maybe I could charge them two, $300 a month. Yeah. And then I learned, oh, no, there I can get a few thousand dollars a month or more. The, yeah, you know? for the bigger so, website, sure. Right. So depending on, yeah, you look at value pricing, if you use that model or, you know, and, and so I started creating packages around these things. And and um, so really my I landed on, I still, I still focus on agencies because, you know, it's a huge part of our business, but also we have these um, maintenance contracts, but that all took time. It all took time to figure out and, and test the waters and, and see what works, see what I get. And when I get something I really love or that's lucrative, then let's do more of that. <laughs> so, so would you, would you say it's correct that as you were building this along the years, you had more of a compass pointing you in the direction where you wanted to go more of a compass kind of situation than a particular road that you wanted to take. I, I knew, I knew, like I knew when I left that company that I was going to be a web, I was going to be in the web design development space, hmm. right? Cause that's, I had established that years before, right? This is what I do. So I knew who I, I knew what my craft was, but how that was going to shake out in terms of a business and an agency, I didn't know. I didn't really have, um, and I, I probably knew because I already had the experience with WordPress and it was going to be a lot of WordPress. Um, but in terms of the exactly the type of projects and the type of client I was looking for, I didn't have, so I was kind of moving in a direction, but it was kind of, you know, not defined. Right. Not, not defined. defined. <laughs> and yeah. now as, and as you went along, it became more defined. It became more defined and, it, and also um, our, the strategy started to gel. Right. Um, so a couple of years in now, this is a little over two years ago, I hired my first developer and started to build a team. And and then I hired somebody to help me with marketing. And and uh, first couple of years, I did very little marketing. It was mostly word of mouth and or doing, you know, your your freelance sites and stuff. And um, but then I started to actually market and build content. So I always knew I would come from the content marketing days, I always knew I was going to do content and social media and uh, probably SEO at some point. And so for the last couple of years, content's been a huge thing. That's why I started my podcast. That's why I, I show up on social media. I'm top mind for everybody out there mm -hmm. um, that follow me. And so that's, and that really having that, uh, that's, that's really worked out well because it's, we're, we're out there, we have a presence, and that has reaped us more clients. Uh, just even people I've, I've known from the past find me and, oh, that's what you're doing, you know, and, um, uh, you know, all kinds of interesting things have happened over the last couple of years. And uh, the business has, has, keeps growing. So yeah. team keeps growing. It's good. It sounds like a little bit like the snowball effect. It starts, the snowball starts at the top of the mountain at just a little tiny snowball you could put in your hand. And as it rolls down the hill, it picks up more snow and it gets bigger and bigger and larger. And it's now it's hard to stop. 
Yeah. And, and it's, well, sometimes I was having this thought this morning, like maybe we should pause marketing right now because I've got a lot of business coming in, uh, which is a hard problem to have. Right? Tough problem. Uh, but it's, but no, that when, as soon as I was starting to be able to define, like I had a vertical, like I was going after agencies and now we're actually, we've defined another one and we're going to go after it. We're going after insurance agencies. And um, so we actually have an actual vertical vertical now that we're, we're going after, but because we're doing these things, we're able to now, like all our content, everything and all our strategy and, and the people we want to network with is more clear. More clear. We're, yeah. It's yeah. Much, much clearer. And, it's and so we're building it's, that audience. Yeah. It's, it's so much easier to talk to a niche and a small group of people than it is to talk with everybody. Yeah, and, you can't talk with everybody. You know, you can't talk with everybody because then you're talking with nobody. And insurance agencies are going to look for you and they're going to say, oh, Matt is focused on insurance agencies. Here's this other guy. He does everything. I think I want to talk with Matt. <laughs> I mean, that would be yeah. my process. That would be my thinking process. Well, yeah, insurance agencies was is strategic, too. It's uh, actually a partner of of mine, uh, one of the agency that agencies that help us out. We had met. um uh, for lunch one day last year and uh, we were talking about ideas just throwing ideas back and forth and i was giving him i was talking about my background in insurance and stuff he's like you know you spent a decade doing you know selling insurance you had agencies and all this stuff why aren't you going after the insurance agencies you know or the insurance niche you you have that background it'll be easy for you to sell you know what they want you know what they need you know and and i'm like and i had hadn't it's not that I hadn't thought about it before, but it never really gelled until that moment. And and we because we already have systems in place, because we already mm. have an in-house framework to build WordPress themes, we we have the team. Now, like it just seemed the perfect moment. Like, okay, so yeah, let's define this and let's go after these guys. And could we already we don't have to do any, we're not doing anything new. We're just going to transform what we're doing for their particular needs. Right. It's and just add on some other services and stuff. So Right. Yeah. It's a small it's it's how would you say it's it's a small jump to the left or the right. And you take most of what you have with you. Yeah. And then you're adding yeah. a little bit more and, and defining it and, and changing changing the words. I, I once met a guy and he wrote a book that was and I and I forget what it was, but it was like staying hydrated for health. Right? And then he wrote a book, Staying Hydrated for Construction Workers, Staying Hydrated for Road Crews, How Roof Workers Can Stay Hydrated. And he made all of these books and each one he marketed to that niche. Now, what changed in the book? As far as I know, he did like a, a find and replace. You know? yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seems like you're cheating, but it really makes a lot of sense. Right. And, you know, I've, 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 I've talked to other business owners who have done similar things like that. And it's uh, it's leveraging what you got, like take what you got. You don't have to reinvent the wheel and do or do something completely different. You know, take what you got and see if you can adapt it to something else. And, um, you know, that's that's why it was natural for us. We, we sell a WordPress plugin. That's wonder right. Why we, yeah. I wonder why we sell a WordPress plugin. <laughs> <laughs> so we're a WordPress shop, you know, so that was just. It, you know, so it gives my guys something to work on in between uh, doing client projects and stuff. So it it just made sense. And, 
Yeah, it's, it's if you can find those, it's like if, if we, so like over the next year or two years, it's going to take us a little while to gain some traction. I'm talking to my first agency right now, um, and we're testing some ideas around the marketing of that. And But if we can get that going and we can make that work and we can be successful there, then we could replicate that again. Right. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So we figure out the figure out the model there going after this particular vertical or we could or we could just spend all our time in that one and just offer more and more services, uh, back end help or what, all kinds of things we can do there. So, um, yeah. So, you know, so that's and that's kind of how I, I kind of view, you know, my business. I, I don't see my an end to my business like there isn't a destination. There's a OK, this is where we are today. Like, what's the next idea? You know, how can we scale this and this or try this thing? And and I'm always I'm always thinking about I don't I don't want to think of like we've arrived. Right. Like, what's the optimum team size? What you know, this is all we're going to do now. Like, no, what's that? How can we leverage what we have and do something? New? So yeah, I, I'd love that. Yeah. It's it's all part yeah. of the journey and the journey doesn't have to stop. Now, some people yeah. stop and they're they're very happy where they are and they just want to maintain that might be a little dangerous in some markets. Um, but it doesn't have to stop. There's always more adventure. There's always more to learn. There's always more to provide and larger impacts to make. I think that's what makes, makes us entrepreneurs, right? We, we love, we love the actual, the process of building the business. You yes. know, I love the process of marketing and, and, you know, strategizing and do all that stuff. I, you know, that's a, that's a big part of, that's the, the fun, fun of it. I, I like the, I'm the, I love getting in the code. I love helping the, my designer design stuff and, you know, working as a team. I love building a team too. I love all those aspects, but as just overall, I think I, somewhere along the line, I fell in love just business in general. That's why I have a business podcast too. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. You know, I love talking about it. That's why I'm here. I talk about it all day. I, I love it. I've been, yeah. in, I've been involved with small business my entire life. Yeah. You know, it's it's just I've started a number of them. I've I've killed a number of them. I've grown them. I've sold them. You know, it's yeah, yeah. it's been so much fun. It's just an adventure. That's that's the journey, right? That's the journey. That's the journey. Matt, yeah. we have come to the point of the lightning round. Oh, oh. I feel like okay. I li- I need a little musical introduction there. The lightning round. You, you do. You can do that later. Yeah, that would you be cool. Can, you can do All right, let's post. Let's do this, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. How has your entrepreneurial journey transformed you? How has it transformed me? Um, I think, you know, looking back at myself a couple, couple decades ago, <laughs> so old, um, I think, you know, my instincts are, are better. My confidence is, is better. Um, I had, we didn't get into a lot of the stories, but I had a lot of failures as well, or bad partnerships. Mm. And uh, people were, uh, it was much easier to take advantage of Matt. Oh, gosh. Um, a lot of unscrupulous people out there. Right? Not, not so easy now, right? Uh, no, that's, no, that's but well, you, th- there's, you know, you, you learn what to look for. And you also have confidence in, in what you do in your craft. And, and uh, um, yeah, there's, now it's like, I know, who I am, what I am. It's very, it would be very difficult to become my partner. Uh, you would have to go through a, a quite a stringent process. Um, 
it's yeah, you just learn those things. So I think what's transformed me is just is the experience and 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 all those failures and, and successes along the way, and just you know, um, and and turn it turns you into a more confident uh, business person. You okay. Know? Okay. Second yeah. question: What most surprised you as a business owner? So this one, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna in this one I'm gonna keep in the context of my agency. Um, for somebody that's come from internet marketing, doing a lot of pay-per-click, a lot of SEO, all that, and you know, driving traffic, and um, it was very, it's very easy for me to fall into that mindset, especially in the early days. But I think what ended up happening, and this is something that happened about a year and a half ago, I, I had an epiphany or a aha moment. I realized, um, and, and it was magnified by us starting to do social and, and um, uh, do all the content and stuff that actually the core of, of what was making us successful and how we were getting business was through networking. Networking, what became, and it still is today, the most important thing that uh, drives business for us and, um, and building relationships and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, we're still dabbing. We're still doing the social. We're doing SEO and stuff like that. But all of that feeds into networking and getting in front of people um, and, and meeting people and yeah. interacting, engaging. Sure. It's all about the conversation yeah. and engagement. Sure. Yeah. What unexpected challenge have you had to overcome? <laughs> Again, I'm going to keep it in the context. Let's, of, let's just of keep it to one. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's actually a very recent thing. I, I you know. As my agency has grown and my team has grown, I have a, a, about ten people now, um, and seven full-time couple, you know, full part-time people that fill in and, and, and help me. And um, but through that growth and, and more clients and more agencies we're working with, um, one of the craziest things that I've struggled with this past year is our project management has been a real challenge like actually scaling up our solution uh we used i'm not going to get deep in detail here but I, we used uh i i considered ourselves an atlassian shop for the last couple of years we used trello confluence you know to manage projects and we got to a point where we kind of outgrew it in the way our agency was designed and the number of things we were doing and and it was so it became so difficult. I even got a project manager last year to help me out with things, but it was still really difficult to mm. see what everyone was doing and just manage all of that. And this past week, this past weekend, we've we moved off of there and we've gone to uh, ClickUp, and uh, we've started a new era in project management. But that was, <laughs> I think, that surprised me because I didn't think I didn't think about it as much. Like I thought, well, you just get a tool. Right. And it's going to work, especially uh, some as popular as Trello. This is going to how many companies use it? It's going to we can make it work. I just I had to do so much to try to bend and twist and make it do what we needed to do and get the insights I needed to run a team like this. And yeah, so that was it's kind of more of a technical kind of right, but project management oriented thing. But it's something that I wouldn't have expected would be a challenge hmm. as we grow. Yeah, yeah so now you're, you're changing, and hopefully that that new program ClickUp will will keep you going for a few years. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, so good, much better. <laughs> Super. All right, fourth question, Matt. 
What book has made a big impact on you and who would you recommend it to? Ooh, okay, so this is a good one because um, I've read like hundreds of books, I swear, over the <laughs> over the years. Um, dozens in just the last couple of years. Um, and I think, and it's odd because you could say your, your old uh, standby, you know, read, think and grow rich, change my life, you know, or those those popular books out there. But there's one book in particular that really stands out for me because of the application of it, that it literally is, I've been able to plug it in and, and actually apply it to my business. And it made me change how I, I manage my finances and everything. And that's Profit First. Mm by Mike, Michael, Mike Hollowitz or something like that. Um, Profit First, it was actually recommended to me from an, uh, one of our partner agencies. Um, thank you, Brian. Um, and, uh, he said, have you checked out this book? I don't know what we we're talking about, but he's like, do this because I've implemented this in my agency and it's changed. You know, it's, it's amazing. And it's really just about um, building. And, and it's kind of it blended in what, with what I do pretty well because I've been profitable from the beginning and I've always, it's kind of an important thing for me, yeah. but this helped me systemize that more and really bake it into everything we do and the decisions we do. And it's really just about instead of, you know, uh, profit coming after you, you, your expenses, it, you, your expenses come after your profits. Okay. You take your profits first and it's very, it's a really cool system. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Profit first. Profit first. And that, that would be good for any entrepreneur. Yeah. So I, I would say, like, I would recommend it to another agency, uh, yeah. but I think any entrepreneur, it's, it's pretty popular. It's, it's, I don't know, you know, like a lot of people. Yeah. It's uh, one of those known business books. Out yeah. There. It's one yeah. of those known. And, yeah. and that one, and again, it's just something that stands out just because I've, I, it, it is something I was able to turn around and actually apply to my business. Mm. And it's, it's really helped. So. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Last question. What advice would you give to an inspiring entrepreneur in your industry? Remain flexible with your strategy. You know, we talked about earlier, like, I think that's a good one. Um, I, we talked about earlier how, like I had to adapt mm. and I had to, um, uh, kind of always reviewing and tweaking and, and cause in the beginning I had a very rough strategy. I just knew I wanted to, you know, build sites. But over time, you know, as you get stuff as you know, be open to uh, following leads, you know, trying different things. Um, I I was just talking to our friend AJ. Yeah, <laughs> he was, he's, he was just on my podcast. And AJ and I were talking about strategy and stuff. But he was talking about how, you know, he uh, had tried all these different um, he was getting different clients and, and he realized, ah, I don't really want to work with that kind of client or that type of business. And, and now he's found his thing and it takes, you know, it, it takes time to sometimes find your thing. Uh, so you have to have a strategy that's flexible enough and uh, that you can, you know, change it, you know, re revisit it uh, often. And uh, cause every year I know I, I look at stuff and, you know, what are we focused on this year? What's our strategy? Is our strategy working? Is it, has yeah. anything changed? Do we need to change our content? Do we need to change what we're focused on uh, this quarter um, to keep us pushing forward and growing? So, yeah, it's, it's, it. it's yeah. so important because the world is changing, you know, and yeah. we're changing ourselves. We're evolving. Our company's evolving. Our people 
are evolving and, and our clients are growing and changing also. So yeah. keeping that flexibility in mind and not being so fixed on one thing, right? You don't want to be be the, the leader of your company that goes down with the ship. No. Right? Be the leader but, of your of your ship up on the up on the post, up high, looking over the horizon to know which direction to go. And people Yeah, you're always to, looking right. You're always looking to, for the next opportunity. We're like like people freaking out now about AI and stuff and how it's gonna, you know, take jobs and and yeah, it's probably gonna yeah. have some disruption. But but you wanna be that person that's like, okay, how can we uh use that? And how can we, you know, looking forward to where where that might be heading, keep paying attention to that. And maybe you can leverage something that can, uh, you know, maybe you go in a little different direction, change your strategy. Right. It's you know, an opportunity. It, it, it is fearful for some people, but it's also an opportunity for people. And, you know, the, the recommendation is obviously to look at it as a as, as an opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. Matt, it has been a great conversation. It just goes so fast. I know. I know. Thank you for coming on the show again. And it's good to be if here. People you. want to know more about you and more about your agency. Um what where where can we direct them? Uh well, you can go to my my agency site's unifiedwebdesign.com. Um and you can learn all about what we do there. Um I also have a blog mattlevenhagen.com that kind of uh, branches out to everything else. I've, I've been talking more about, um, uh, I refocused my content there this year to talk more about teams and processes and things like that. So really exciting topics. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, actually, well, for, for a lot of people, they are right? my, my wheelhouse. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and then you can always find, of course, find me on social media, Matt Levenhagen. I'm everywhere. LinkedIn uh, is my biggest home. Uh, hang out there the most. Uh, we got Unified Web Designs on there too. You can follow our company page if you want. Okay. And we'll have all of that information in the show notes. All right. Very good, Matt. Once again, thank you much for sharing. Thanks for having me. Until next now. time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Journeys. Remember to subscribe so you catch all the episodes and check out the show notes for any free giveaways or gifts that were mentioned during this show. Entrepreneur Journeys is brought to you by Apexable, providing the insights, tools, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your show host, Joe Matz, and until next time, I hope your journey is filled with breathtaking views and successful outcomes.